Good morning. I'm Emily Reese, and this morning I'm speaking with Anthony Fisher. He's the District Director of Athletics for Minneapolis Public Schools. Hello, Anthony. Good morning, Emily. How are you? I'm well. Thank you so much for speaking with us today. So first off, let's start off with what sports are even playing uh, this school year at Minneapolis Public Schools? So that's a great question. And, and, and first of all, thank you for having me. Uh, the sports that are, are taking place currently, or what I would like to, to call in-season sports, would be cross-country, soccer, swimming and diving, and then girls' tennis. And recently, the Minnesota State High School League made the decision to uh, basically move football and volleyball from the spring back to fall. So they will be classified as in-season sports as well. And then you have another category, which is considered off-season sports. And those off-season sports essentially would have a couple of practice sessions over a a three-week period. And those off-season sports would essentially be our traditional spring sports, which would be badminton, baseball, golf, lacrosse, softball, boys' tennis, and track and field. So we have a wide array of... uh, of, of sports taking place right now on our on all of our campuses across the city. Yeah, that is a big number. So uh, talk to me, if you would, about the decisions that you had to make in order to make that happen. Well, you know, I always like to, to, to just put out in the space that I provide recommendations and I, I influence decisions. So uh, in saying that, the recommendation that we, we put out to our senior leaders and to our board was essentially a, a five-staged athletic approach. And that approach consisted of the five different stages where we felt, meaning the athletic department, we felt that um, the plan needed to be general enough to service a district, a school district our size from an athletic perspective. But then it also had to be flexible enough where we were able to drill down to a specific school community a specific sport, even down to a specific level. So I'll just walk you kind of through our, our, our five-staged approach. In stage one, that's where we have virtual coaching only. And school communities, teams, specific levels could be moved to stage one if there were an active COVID-19 outbreak within the program or multiple cases reported within that, that program or that school community. And so virtual coaching really consisted of virtual contact only, no in-person coaching allowed, no use of facilities, you know, things of that nature. Mm -hmm. In stage two, this is where you get into in-person coaching and that in-person coaching consists of off-season sports only with practice and no competition. So remember, I spoke about off-season sports before, and that those off-season sports consisted of badminton, badminton, baseball, golf, lacrosse, softball, boys tennis, and track and field. So they're allowed to practice. They just can't have any competition, and there are certain restrictions within Stage 2 that uh, they have to adhere to. And some of those would be, obviously, the, the current CDC and MDH guidelines. Uh, the coaches would have to they – could, they could certainly um, – set the practice time, but it would need to be in accordance with our virtual learning schedule. So again, it would have to take place after the virtual learning day has has concluded. Uh, There would be no use of weight room in this particular stage, no uh, use of bleachers, uh, 
things of that nature. Those are the details within stage two. As we get into stage three, stage three would be in-person coaching once again, but this would consist of in-season and off-season sports with practice. And so now we've kind of opened it up a little bit more to allow a little bit more flexibility in stage three. So again, you're talking your in-season sports of cross-country soccer, swimming and diving and girls tennis, and now football and volleyball. And then the off-season, you're talking of the sports that I mentioned before. But in this particular stage, the biggest addition is that now they're able to use the weight room in this particular stage. So again, they're also able to congregate in, in, in pods of more kids versus less. In stage two, it was less kids. In stage three, you open it up to have more uh, interactions between pods, so to speak, or numbers of kids within pods. Sure. And as you get to stage four, stage four is still in-person coaching, but it's with the in-season sports that are in competition or that are allowed to participate in competition. So here is where, you know, we're as normal as I believe we're going to get as it relates to, you know, uh, the protocols put in place for uh, containing the virus at hand. And so Mm -hmm. again, all season sports or excuse me, in season sports have this flexibility where now they're allowed to use the gymnasiums. They're allowed to use uh, the locker room in certain cases like swimming and diving is the only sport that's allowed to use the weight room. Um, Transportation in this particular stage is provided because we typically don't provide transportation for practices. And so now it opens up that there's competition. Transportation needs to be provided to and from away contests, athletic competitions right. or events. And so um, in stage five, stage five is, is coined as the return to normal coaching. And as I mentioned, just my personal opinion, I don't think we're ever going to get back to what we what what our reality was prior to uh, the COVID outbreak. And so but again, this is a part of our plan. So that kind of outlines our five stage athletic approach as it relates to, you know, in season and off season sports. That's uh, tremendously comprehensive, as I guess one would expect it to be. I'm speaking right now with Anthony Fisher. He's the district director of athletics from Minneapolis Public Schools and just talked us through the five stages of kind of how athletics is proceeding right now uh, within Minneapolis Public Schools. Um, Anthony, I'm I'm curious, uh, were you surprised that the state high school league, and I'm not at all trying to get you in any kind of trouble here but by any means, but I'm just curious what you felt about that decision. Did you expect them to kind of come back and say, yeah, let's go ahead and have some games this fall? So I'm going to give you the politically correct response, and then I'm going to give you my perspective. Uh, okay. Yes. <laughs> so I think the politically correct response would be, yes, I did expect them to uh, move football and volleyball back to, to fall. And a part of that, that thought process stems around uh, the, the pressure that was just out there. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if you heard, but there was some some protesting at the governor's mansion because yes. folks wanted football. Surrounding states were playing football and we were the only state that was not. Uh, the Big Ten made the decision to, or reversed their decision to not have football or not play football this year. And now they're moving forward with playing football. Mm-hmm. And there were also nine lawsuits that were filed against the state high school league for not having football. So my response is 
The politically response is, yes, I knew that this was going to happen, just factoring in all of those elements and considering the state high school league is in kind of a, you know, financial conundrum, so to speak. And so uh, my personal opinion, I didn't think that they were going to make the decision because I do feel as though, um, you know, when we make decisions in this particular profession, and again, I go back to, I typically make recommendations, not so much decisions or I influence decisions. Mm -hmm. So the state high school league actually makes decisions. And I feel as though, um, again, this is my personal opinion, but I feel as though a small group of individuals with privilege were allowed to influence the decision of the state high school league. But rest assured, we support the Minnesota State High School League. And the reason being is because you, you, you essentially have two choices. And those choices are you follow their rules or, or the decisions that they make. And at that point, you have the opportunity to participate in, in, in state tournament competition. You have rules and bylaws that you know every team has to adhere to so that there's fair competition across the state. So that's that's those are some some pros for being a part of the state high school league. Mm-hmm. And and the cons would be you don't have those. So but you do have the choice of not being a part of the state high school league. And so we support we want to be a part of the state high school league. And so whatever decisions that they make moving forward, you know, we just need to, to be able to adjust and uh, play accordingly. Anthony Fisher, any final thoughts before we go today? I guess if I had a final thought, I would just say, you know, the athletic department, you know, we, we're working really hard to put plans in place to make sure that, number one, our kids are safe and healthy. And, uh, you know, sometimes those decisions are unpopular. And, and we're certainly, you know, we have to live with the decisions being unpopular. But what, we, what we're refusing to live with is compromising the, the the safety and the health of our student athletes. And so know that, that 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 every decision that we make, that is in the forefront of our decisions is, is the, the safe and healthy, uh, the, the healthy welfare of our, our student athletes, first and foremost. So, you know, I just want to leave uh, the listeners with that particular, you know, thought, thought process in their minds, because again, uh, our decisions aren't going to be popular, but know where they come from. Anthony Fisher, District Director of Athletics from Minneapolis Public Schools. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me.